My subject today is justice at the gate. Uh, whenever the Lord gave me to preach this message, I've, I've labored over it. Actually, I've not really gotten into the very meat of it, the thick of it, but I labored over it and I lab labored over it and labored over it. It is, without a doubt, for me, we are living in unprecedented times. We are living in unprecedented times, and that means that you and I should not ignore it as though everything is all right or everything is going to be all right. And we're living in a time when God is revealing things, and, and I think that this is going to happen um, over and over. I believe that we might have what we would call shards of light. You know, God will give us some respite, a little rest from the things that are going on. But I think that, that we have entered into this time period where God is doing some things um, in the church. I, I, I do know that the world is there, but I've said to you for quite a while that, that God's emphasis is the church. That is what his emphasis is, and uh, I believe that. And as we have continued to live uh, through from about 12 years ago or so when I first started to, to say those things, it has been proven true. It has been proven true. And um, I would like to address the church because the church has, it, it is my view, and I believe this view is backed up by the Holy Spirit and uh, perhaps even authored by the Holy Spirit. It is my view that, yes, we're living in unprecedented times, but these unprecedented times are about revealing, about a revelation. Uh, more than anything, God is giving us an opportunity to get some things right. It is revealed. These times are revealing who we are. Uh, they are revealing who we are. If you are with the Lord, it's going to reveal that you, are really, you really belong to the Lord. If you are not, it's going to reveal that. If you've been playing church, it's going to reveal that. If you're half in and half out, it's going to reveal that. Everybody's going to reveal. If you're a liar, you're going to be found out. You know, whatever the, the thing is. If you're disingenuous, you're going to be found out. So that's what that is about. And so I've wanted this to be a part of our series on the church because Paul says in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 21, to him, speaking of God, be glory in the church in Christ Jesus uh, to all generations forever and ever. Amen. So he says to him, to God, be glory in the church in Christ Jesus. You know, it's Christ Jesus is the mortar that holds everything together. He holds the building together. He is the mortar that holds the building together. He is the cornerstone that lines everything properly. He is the foundation on which we stand. And he says to uh, in Christ Jesus, he receives glory to all generations. That means from, from the time we are here on the earth forever and ever, God will receive glory in, in us in Christ Jesus. And so uh, with that in mind, we need to be reminded that we have one loyalty, primarily one loyalty, and that is to Jesus Christ. And every other loyalty must come from that, never supersede that loyalty. And uh, so that's what we need to look at. We look at our lives, and this is what this is doing, getting us some time to get some things right. You know, somebody, we talk about grace, and I've heard terms like sloppy grace and whatever, whatever kind of grace. There's only really one kind of grace, and that is God's grace. And it is also 
giving us time to get some things right. God has been good to me in my life, and I know he's been good to you. That's why you're here. God has been good to you. And, and uh, you and I have been blessed of God to live in this particular time period where I believe we're much, much closer to the coming of the Lord. Actually, the coming of the Lord could be around the corner. And, but these kinds of revealing times always show us something about ourselves. I have never uh, seen it like it, I see it. And that is that every time something like this happens, a revealing period comes, the people who don't make it always surprise me. Always surprise me. I, I don't know. God is showing, showing us something by that. What God is saying to us is he's going to always have a witness. What kind of witness are you? That's the question. We are his witnesses to this generation. And what we are, we're showing it to the world. So we have to be careful what kind of witness are you. If I say I am a, a child of God and I show the world something other than that, I'm a false witness of God. But I think also that many of us in the church, um, we are trying to do the world thing better than the world. It's, what I mean by that is our emphasis always must be Jesus. That is, God gave us Jesus so that we would know him. You can't really know God without Jesus. You may know about him, but Jesus came to reveal God. And also he gave us Jesus so that we could be joined with God, not just know God in a distant way, but to be joined with God. So then God's desire, the Father's desire, is to receive glory, not so much as through us, but in us. I gave the example about when our dad. Our dad worked a lot. He, he, he was just always working. Uh, dad uh, worked on the railroad. He had a job there. Dad was a pastor. Uh, dad was a farmer, a husband, and a father, and whatever else you needed. He was that. But when dad would come home, mom would have taken us, you know, we had our, our baths. In those days, we had baths. We didn't have showers. Uh, the only time you could get a shower in those days was through a water hose. But, but we, had, we had baths, and we would all clean up. We're waiting on dad to come home. And when dad got off the, the truck uh, where he was working as a railroad man, he would get off the truck, and he would come. We were so excited that dad was coming home on Friday evening, and he would uh, come and, and see us all. And he was so excited to see us. And uh, we, were, we, we were excited to see him, but he was perhaps more excited to see us uh, because he saw himself in us. He saw his, himself in every one of us. It, you know, my family, the complexion runs uh, uh, the gamut almost, and, but he saw himself in us all, you know, and, and even in me. He saw himself. And so he was excited to see us. And uh, with that in mind, I think God is excited when we look like him. And, and that's what we need, we need to concentrate on, is being more like Jesus, looking more like Jesus, and, not try, and stop trying to outsmart the world. Uh, you know, we compare and compete with them. The, the, uh, another question is... Um, uh, they value very various things, and so when we are competing with them, we're showing that we have some value, some interest in what they value. 
Can people see our righteous deeds is the question. Is our righteousness notable? Are we really living the Christian life or is it that we just go to church? That's question. And so I, I said that as a preface because God's purpose, his goal is to, is to receive glory. He says in um, Isaiah 45, 19, he says, I, the Lord, speak the truth. I declare what is right. So I ask, is that what you and I are doing? Do we speak the truth and do we declare what is right? Or have we been co-opted and we declare what others want us to say? Have we taken our positions in the world um, as, that is, as something to be sought after, admired? Or have we taken our jobs or employment as a necessary uh, activity to maybe sustain life or our families? Or have we been co-opted into now seeking to sustain what God has ordained to come down? That is a very serious question. I know that there are those who would disagree with me, but I'm going to say it. I hope it's not arrogantly. They're wrong. They're wrong. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So Jesus, the Lord says, I, the Lord, I, the sovereign God, speak the truth, and, and I declare what is right. So God declared who he is to us through Jesus Christ. And we are confronted with craziness in the world system. This world is worse than I've ever seen. I, I, I've lived now more than seven decades, and the world is the worst I have seen in every regard, but I find too many Christians trying to help prop it up. They think it is their civic duty to prop it up. It is your civic duty and it is your godly duty to be a good citizen, but not to be complicit with the evil that I see every day. It is not your responsibility to be complicit with it. And when you say complicit, it's almost like saying you're a partner in a crime. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do as believers? We are challenged. We are so challenged. I want to be found doing the will of God. I believe you want to be found doing the will of God. Uh, I think it was last December, I spoke a word and said that this decade is going to be a pivotal decade for us, it, for the church. It's going to be a pivotal decade. Uh, and I thought perhaps we would have a little time to get some things right and to do some things. But boy, it was as though uh, January 1, uh, the starting gate was there and we were moseying along into the starting gate and we got in there, pow, it was gone. You know, all kinds of things started to happen. You cannot ignore that. You cannot ignore that. Whenever a, a couple, a young couple will come to my office and they'll say, oh, we want to get married. I, one thing I always tell them, if, you, if, if there are red flags there, you know, you better notice them. You know, they're not, they're there so you can notice them. You don't ignore red flags. And you cannot ignore when God is doing in the earth what he said he's going to do. That means that you and I, Jesus said, when we see all these things happening, we are not to take sides. We are to look up because our redemption is drawing near. It's drawing near. So, so Jesus, in, uh, in the word of God in Isaiah 48, 1 says, Hear this, O house of Jacob, 
who are called by the name of Israel and who came from the waters of Judah, who swear by the name of the Lord and confess the God of Israel. Now notice what he says. That's powerful. But not in truth or in righteousness. So it's an indictment on the people of God because they had been so co-opted. They had been taken from what God intended for them to be. And now they were just like the world. He says, you do all these things. You, you have the right language, but it's done not in truth or in righteousness. I am totally appalled at the decisions we make for our own benefit and comfort. I am totally appalled. Paul, Paul had a, a, an idea that for me to live, he said, is Christ and to die is gain. What Paul was saying is, I would rather, I, when I live, it's all Jesus, and when I die, it's going to all be Jesus. That's what Paul is saying, and that's how every Christian should comport him or herself, not making allegiances or alliances with the, this world system, not making alliances with this world system. Now, uh, my last verse in, in this particular thought is Isaiah 59, verses 14 and 15. Isaiah 59, 14 and 15. And this is what he says, because uh, I said to, to you of maybe a week or so ago, I said, I thought when, when uh, this George Floyd murder happened, uh, I, I said something to the effect that I felt like those young white kids and Hispanic kids and Asians who, and even middle age who are mostly secular, I felt, mostly secular. I thought they embarrassed us, the church. I thought when they joined those kids and said, this is wrong, I thought they embarrassed the church because we are, according to the scripture, the pillar and ground of the truth. We, we are because it's amazing. The house of God first, the church, is the house of God, the pillar and ground of the truth. And we can't see truth. And we cannot be bold when we have the eternal life living in us. And, and those kids who are secular said, we've got to do something. But the church is silent. I'm not telling you to do what they did. I'm saying do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. And the Holy Spirit is talking. Are you listening? Uh, in Isaiah 59, he says, justice is turned back. What is an indictment on Israel? And righteousness stands far away. For truth has stumbled in the public squares and uprightness cannot enter. Truth is lacking and he who departs from evil makes himself a prey. When I read that, I thought, am I reading this right? I've read this verse maybe hundreds of times. But I asked myself, am I reading this right? And this was the Holy Spirit saying, this is what I want you to, to preach upon. Really? Justice is turned back. Righteousness stands far away. For truth has stumbled in the public squares. And it was Israel's responsibility to, to, to promote justice, to be an example of justice, to be a, an example of righteousness, what is right, what is just, what is fair, what is good, what is godly. And he says, but uh, righteousness stands far away. Oh, I can't be involved. Truth has stumbled. What? Truth is stumbling? How can truth stumble? It's the only stable thing we've got. How can truth stumble? Truth is, is not a thing. It's a person. Jesus says, I am the truth. God is the truth. But it's, it's not found there in the public square. It's lacking. 
And he says, now, when somebody wants to depart from that, they make themselves a prey. I said, did you, is that right? You know, this is what I, I saw. There's so much lying today. It's just pathetic. It's, and it's pervasive everywhere. And I, don't, I hope you don't look at me. I'm not trying to pick a fight. But it's just craziness out there. And, and I've said to you, America is the best of, that the world system has to offer. Yes, she is the best, but she's messed up. That shows us that our hope is only in the Lord. I hope that, that this isn't offensive, but we have one hope. It's in Jesus. It's not in what is broken. There was a time when people tried to hide lying, but now it's so pervasive. I don't want to say prevalent because the truth is prevalent. The truth is the prevailing uh, uh, reality, but it's so pervasive. Truth tellers are now punished for telling the truth right here in this land. This land of the free and home of the brave. Truth tellers, you tell the truth, you're punished. You tell the truth, you're fired. But we don't seem to have an issue with it. Too many of us believers don't seem to be bothered. How does the love of God dwell in you when those things do not bother you? Some in the media are intentionally um, uh, lying. They lie intentionally. They just lie, flat lie. And, and if you have the Spirit of God, it, unless you're being fed by that and not reading your Bible, but if you're reading your Bible and you're coming to church, especially when you come here, I tell you the truth. I, I, I've told you the truth figuratively, and now I'm being very stark. I told you there was going to come a time when the Lord was going to stop me from telling you, you things figuratively. When God speaks to you figuratively, he's giving you a time to get adjusted to the, to the, the straight shot. Okay? Come on. Y'all are so quiet. I hope I'm okay. All right. And so, the, you know, you can't trust the Internet. And you've got believers who just love that stuff. I almost said stinking internet, so I'll go ahead and say it. You know, it smells. It reeks with, with bad stuff. And I know there can be some good things, some good uses of it, because we are on the internet right now. But telling you not to lie and teaching you the truth. But some of these things, are, they're intentionally lying. And I, I have several news sources on my iPhone where I use several news sources so that I can find out kind of what's going on. I'm not a one-source guy. No, because if I'm a one-source guy, I'm telling you I'm going to be deceived, and so are you. And so, but they're so biased, we cannot trust their agenda. When they don't all-out lie, they're so biased, they leave out pertinent facts. Others are reporting on this lying. I'm not saying the news media itself, the media, the many forms, are all lying, but they report on the liars, and the lies can come through there. Wow. So my message today was hopefully a rebuttal to hopelessness and a call to justice and true righteousness. I want you to never feel hopeless. I, my life is yours. I'm giving you my life. Whatever it is, when I fast and pray, I do that for you because I love you so much. Yes, I do it for you. I give myself. And, and I don't want you to be hopeless. Don't feel hopeless. Don't feel like, what can I do? And because evil or iniquity is abounding everywhere in our land, everywhere in our land. It's abounding everywhere. So God is calling us to a life of righteousness and truth so that the world will see a difference. The world must see a difference. 
well, the world must see a difference. I'm going to ask our team to come back. You know, whenever, now this is, I have to say this, and I want you to listen carefully. Whenever, whenever a person can murder knowing they're being filmed, you've got serious issues. You've got serious issues, and don't you ever leave here and say I'm against the police. I've never been in my whole life. And I haven't been treated so nicely either, but I still know that they are there for a reason. But let me tell you, when, and when you know that the spotlight is on you and you still do it in other, in other states, you still do the same thing, you murder, you shoot the unarmed, you kill them, that's wicked, and you and I cannot be for that. For the wickedness that is expressed there is the same wickedness that is expressed in the looters. It's still it's expressed in the shoplifter. It's expressed in the liar. Because there's only one mastermind of evil, and that's Satan. So you can't embrace evil. It doesn't matter if it's grandpa. You cannot call it out. Let me, let me, this is a revealing time. This is a revealing time. I will not be silent. For complacency and silence is not only betrayal, I believe it's criminal. And we must speak the truth. I am the truth. I am, I'm in the truth rather. Romans 8, 18, I'm going to end with these. Paul talks about us. And when I read that, the, the one who, uh, departs from evil, makes himself a prey. I thought, wow, this is crazy. But Paul says this to all believers. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. This is our revealing time. And the creation is waiting. Waiting for the revealing. Waiting for the uncovering. Waiting for the disrobing. Waiting for us to be made known. For the creation was subjected to futility. Uselessness. Not willingly. Not willingly. Creation didn't want that. But because of him who subjected it in hope, God did it because the creation itself will be delivered. You may start, please. Will be delivered from the bondage of corruption. It will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. So this is what we're all being exposed. We're all being exposed. What do you look like before God and, for, and the holy angels? What do you look like? Are you being revealed as a son of God? Or are you being revealed as a child of the evil one? Because there are only two positions. In Christ, out of Christ. There's not a, a, neutral, a neutrality zone here. You're in Christ. Are you with the other guy? You're with Jesus or you're with the mastermind of evil? Which is it? Which is it? I ask you, and I ask you to just take a moment.
and just reflect whoever you are here today all of us even myself I pray about it daily Lord let me say not one word that you are not altogether the author of I want to give you a moment this is our revealing time you won't be able to run away from it those who run from it run from here will be exposed if you go there because either you'll have to confess your sin or you will partner with those who do evil I'm asking you today to make up your mind if you're here today and you've not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior I want you to raise your hand and we're gonna pray for you look Jesus is amazing he loves you he loves all of us you all of us are here because Jesus loved us so much that he died. Not was it, he wasn't just willing to die. He died for you. He died as you. He took your place. And if you're watching by any of the mediums we have, we ask you today that if you would confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You shall be saved. For with the, the mouth, the heart, one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation Jesus hears you today listen to what I'm saying I'm saying that these times are trying times and whatever the enemy is trying to do with you don't let him do it don't make alliances in this with this world system be separate from this world system come to God he says to his people, come out from among them and be separate and I will receive you. Don't touch the unclean thing. Don't touch the lie. Don't touch the stuff that is in the world system. Come out and be different. I'll come back in just a moment. God bless you.